<laughs> Whoa. <laughs> ah, shaka. <laughs> Glory. It's interesting. The only thing that makes it is love. God Himself. And that's righteousness. I am so thankful. Okay. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> My goodness. Uh, yeah, I got that too. Um, problem is she can only deliver it Saturday. There will have no one to move it in. And uh, we'll get something next month when we have people here we can actually get it. We're just not ready for it yet. I already talked to her. We're going to be starting soon. That sign is literally telling the truth right now. Hallelujah. literally makes no sense to my carnal mind anything spiritual from the heavenly realm okay Rotmers fell to pieces, Lord Jesus. Hey. 
want to just do us for a while? Oh, well, yeah, he's not done here yet. Might as well. Hello, everybody. Oh, drinking of divine love and it's not working within the same anger system the religious system because you can't fight Cain with Cain you can't fight the carnal mind with religion it would just actually just make Satan smile what you fight is divine love a system that's completely other that makes no sense to the mind of flesh I mean every day they're like that makes absolutely no sense man I just got right before I started Guys like I'm a drug addict. I'm like, yeah, okay. Well, time to do the real drugs. 
Hebrews 11.1, 1, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. The only real drug addicts are those who abuse the substance of faith. He's like, that makes no sense. Listen, I understand it makes no sense, but it still makes perfect sense. It just makes no sense to the curse. It makes no sense to Satan. It makes no sense to demons. It makes perfect sense to the angels. It makes perfect sense to the apostles and prophets. So that's the whole system you need to get involved in, the system of light, where substance of faith makes sense to be abused and get high on. Amen? Does that make sense to you? Can you abuse faith? Is that a substance you can... Is that the only substance abuse allowed in the glory, in the heavenly realms? Oh, goodness. It's like saying, can you trust God too much? Can you abuse the substance of faith and get high on the invisible God and remove the invisible demons, remove the invisible pride, remove the invisible lust, remove the invisible confusion, remove the invisible curse of the fall. Remove the invisible mark of Cain. Remove the invisible mark of the beast. Remove the invisible idolatry with the invisible substance of faith. Can we begin to spiritually awaken to the light of God and remove the darkness of Satan and the sin in our souls? Yes, we can. We're going to do it today. Tonight, we're going to get drunk, we're going to get high, we're going to get super pleasured on the glory, we're going to get delivered, <laughs> we're going to overcome, we're going to break through. <laughs> Amen. every degree of our soul with Christ and come fully alive by being fully slain with the mind of Christ. Thank you, Father, for washing away the mind of Cain today mind of love. You have to pair the, that it, it's one. You have to pair it together because love is supernatural, just like humility is supernatural. And trying to do love because this it's this is what we think love is, or that's what we think love is, or you do this kind act or something. That's what we think love is, or let's fluff everybody up and make them feel good. Yeah, let's make them feel good, but let's inject them with the drugs of heaven feel good, not 
just do something in the flesh. Without the spirit, love is not possible. Mind of Christ, like love. Mind of Christ, overflow. Mind of Christ. Mind of Christ. Eat that chocolate. Mmm, mmm, mmm. Love of God. Smoke the rainbow through your ears. <laughs> through your and brain. the dragon of green jealousy will be burnt out of your ears, and the dragon of red pride will be removed out of your ears. And the seraphim of Jesus Christ's love will begin to burn through your ears. And it's in the fire of Jesus that you'll find love and peace for your souls. You don't have to be constantly tormented by pride and criticism, judgments, performance. The time of being cursed is completely over for everyone that wants it over. You don't have to entertain that stuff flying through your ears anymore. <laughs> We've been having dreams and visions of people dealing with green dragons and red dragons flying through their ears. It's lust and pride. It's jealousy and strife. Literally the demonic realm tempting people in their souls. Well, you, are you going to get bitter? Are you going to get jealous? Are you going to murder someone because they said something you don't understand and act like a total barbarian? Are you, or can you act in humility like a child of God and humble yourself at the teachings of Christ in the river? What you'll find is the demonic cannot humble itself in anything at all, ever. So the more demonic a person's mind is, the more stiff-necked and how they can never humble themselves. That's what you deal with every day in the world. It's called pride. It's Cain. How do you deal with it? You deal with it with fire. You deal with it with burning. The burning, passionate heart of God the Father is the only thing effective against demons, darkness, sin, death, dirt, disease, the false light, religion, <laughs> everything of the confusion of the fallen angels inside men and women's souls is so easily dealt with by God the Father's fire. So we're entering a time of God the Father's fire that's going to be like Moses on Sinai burning so hot that he melted the golden calf in the sand and they drank it through fire. It's the melting of the mind of flesh, and they drink it through fire. And it's through the drinking of the fire that the mind of Christ, the liquid mind, the mind of the river, the intelligence of the Spirit of God becomes your new brain. Only through fire. <laughs> Amen. Beautiful fire. And... Wonderful thing about the fire of God, there's no cap to its burning. In order to melt that image, to make them drink, it takes several thousand degrees Fahrenheit, a few thousand degrees Celsius, in order to melt the golden calf that Moses melted. That means he was operating out of the fire 
of the sun. It wasn't just the glory fire, it was also the natural sun fire. Because you're a natural being and a spiritual being. And in order to correct the curse of the fall in the brain, there has to be both spiritual fire and natural fire. Now you're dealing with the corruption of the curse of the fall when you deal with natural fire. Because that's what the fallen angels stole. One third of the stars that fell from heaven by the dragon's tail, Revelation says. So you're dealing with the fire that is a corrupted, strange, and evil fire in the mind realm. It's the fire of the angels of light that deceive. It's a corruption of creation, a strange fire, a wicked fire, a religious and prideful fire. That fire is nowhere near as hot as the fire of God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. There's no contest whatsoever. The fire between the Creator and the fire between the creature is night and day. So when any man or woman actually begins walking in the true fire of the seraphim of God the Father, it's completely and totally obvious and exposes all the strange fire of the fire of Cain and the corruption of the stars that fell from heaven in everyone's soul in the world. And they're being exposed and they don't like being exposed. And that's why the world is going crazy right now. You are transitioning in all the world from the mind of the flesh of Cain, the curse of the fall, to the mind of Christ, the resurrection and the life, the third day mind. This is the timeline, sovereign in history, that the mind of Christ completely consumes the beast mind. And the whole mind of man that has been controlled by the corruption of the fallen angels is being purged in every layer of the soul, 33 layers of light through the soul. Obviously, the corruption of the wickedness of the sorcery of Freemasonry and 33-degree Freemasonry has corrupted that light and stolen that light from the sun and used it to corrupt everyone's mind. So, Jesus Christ, also 33, now us full in full spiritual stature, heal all those degrees of natural light through the soul. Because whether you like it or not, you have 33 degrees of your soul for the 33 vertebrae in your spinal cord. You cannot change nature, but the glory of God can heal nature. And it's a change from Satan and his angels to Jesus Christ and his angels through men and women's soul realm, and it removes the 33 degrees of false fire of Cain in the soul, keeping people locked in the natural dimension, and it burns it away with the 33-year-old Jesus Christ in the sun, and that light burning through everyone's soul sets them free from the witchcraft of Babylon. The confusion and the madness of Satan and his angels is burning away every layer, 33 degrees of the soul, 33 degrees of this natural light through the soul for the brain to be free from the curse by the love of Jesus Christ through the light of the sun. It's true. 
That's why it says in Matthew 11 that when Jesus Christ was transfigured, that his face shone like the sun pouring out like a river. There was, and it says S-U-N. In Malachi chapter 4, that the sun, S-U-N, will rise with healing in his beams. In his beams. The beaming of the sun through his face because it's not just spiritual. Otherwise, you don't heal the brain. It's also natural. It's the healing of all creation, the restoration of all things, the total wholeness of the soul, both spiritual and natural, and the healing of all creation. And you do that through Jesus Christ, through the stars of the heavens. And the stars of the heavens have partnered with Jesus Christ because Jesus Christ created them and they've come into covenant with his brothers and sisters in this generation to remove the curse of Cain from the soul of humanity and to fulfill the new covenant promise of having the soul realm controlled not by pride, but by the love of Jesus Christ. And that's what causes renaissance through everyone's soul worldwide, where the very light of the heavens shining through everyone's brains will be the light of love, both spiritual and natural. And the confusing, stolen, wicked light of the angel of light that deceives the Luciferian false Christianity, the external glory and the serving of the fallen angels, and all the pride and religiousness of Cain and the beast system will be utterly annihilated by the love of the Lord Jesus through all flesh worldwide now rapidly commands the Lord of angel armies. Amen. (laughs) Start out with powerful prophetic decree. Let's move into some worship. Glory. Should we squeeze yours? Sure. Let's do it. More, more worshipers. Welcome, Nicole. <laughs> more worshipers. Since we're singing on it, preaching on it. It's been really fun having Nikolai around, too. Because, like, glory. In the sense of worship, like, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I dip into my worship, but then when Nikolai comes around, it's like, <laughs> He helps. He helps me learn how to worship more, just because his spirit has something, and his destiny has something that mine doesn't. It's just been really cool to get to be a better worshiper because Nikolai's around. <laughs> Whoa! I'm really good with my glory instruments. Oh, his glory <laughs> instruments! <laughs> yeah, this apostolic team is phenomenal. It's literally a cream team. And of all these apostles of coming together in unity, it's just, oh, I'm so thankful for our leadership team coming together with Nikolai and Penny and Rebecca and Timothy Fox and others that are joining us and our numbers will grow and our leadership team will continue to grow and our, our on-staff leaders with like Jake and Stephanie will continue to grow and we'll have more and more pastors and and prophets and people joining the team as things grow and expand and as numbers are added every day. It's a very exciting time of increase for us and it's going to get wild. It's going to be perfectly kingdom (laughs) in a water city, in a water temple that everyone will be fully experiencing (laughs) with their entire souls, their hearts and souls and bodies. 
and it'll be the realest thing they've ever experienced living in the New Jerusalem. And all the fake stuff of the Cain brain will just burn away because it's just confusion and religion and deception. It's all going to be washed away. The only thing that remains is the Word of God and its spiritual experience through your souls. Heavy, heavy substance abuse of faith. It's literally like a flood of the substance of faith so that people have to live inside the faith of God as substance abusers. And all the delusions of anti-faith, of demonic bondage, just gets whacked into the lake of fire. Because it's just all demons being washed away. each other as love, we stir each other up in love, we bless each other's hearts and souls and the health of our bodies and the strength of our bones and marrow, be strengthened with divine love burning through all of us in the fullness of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Amen. with the Father in Eden. And so the mixed wine that we're experiencing together in the unity of the brethren, that's the cup of the Lord Jesus. That's the best wine. It's all of our spirit life as one spirit, one mind of Christ, and one flesh, one body of Christ. And the body of Christ is literally the cup that God the Father drinks from. The whore of Babylon drinks the cup of the blood of the saints, but God the Father drinks the vineyards of intimate glory that have grown in our hearts as we walk with Him in the coolness of the day. So you see the counterfeit in the flesh of the external fading glory, and then the real deal in the spirit of the ever-increasing glory. Amen.
of his token the ghost shirt on that Kelly green we used to have a breaker clothing company like many 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 years ago and the quality now of our t-shirts are like four times better the print all of it and they're like five dollars cheaper each check out our new Joel's bar drunken glory store there's a lot of really fun awesome stuff in there to bless you redlettermen.com and it helps support the ministry it's good God told me it's time to put up your Boaz pillar of your temple Solomon's temple had two pillars Jachin and Boaz he told me to take it down for a while he did he told me to put it back up he said commerce and business now Solomon's ships sailing every level of the soul world through the heavens and the earth trading through souls in a crystal sea not in greed and corruption like the horror of Babylon not in the carnal mind not demonic trading but the trading of the living waters just balancing scales they're called in Proverbs and so we're going to demonstrate perfect business perfect commerce not just priesthood branching out into fashion, media, music, everything. We're going to literally go full-blown Solomon as the sons of God in this tribe, in this tribe of Judah, all of us, and we're just going to have our octopus tentacles in everything in society. You watch. It's going to get so fun. Oh, man, we're coming out of all of our caves of limitations and hiding from Jezebel. Really, it's been trying to protect ourselves from the Cain brain and the witchcraft of Jezebel, running from Saul cave to cave. Those days are over. The Father has released His angels to destroy all the enemies of Christ in the entire world so that the sons of God can take over the nations in love. And we will, in Jesus' name. Glory. I think it's also possible this season to even bring it back is because we have Nikolai, you know. If we were here trying to do our priesthood and put out product and da-da-da-da-da and da-da-da-da-da, like, then it wouldn't flow. But because we're actually, we have more members that are functioning in their destiny of administration, functioning in their destiny, coming to worship, functioning in their destiny of high priest, Everything can actually, it's okay to have a store now because. Thanks, Penny. That's so true. Thank you. It's okay to have a store now. It's, 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 whereas before it wouldn't have been putting his time where it's supposed to be, whereas now they can work together and take this priesthood drunken glory schnaka and put it on a shirt for the world to drink off of, even when they don't know. <laughs> it takes every member of the head of the body for this leadership team to assemble. And more and more leaders will come as we grow in love and our walls come down because we're coming out of such intense warfare that we've been fighting each other as we've been fighting the principalities. They're all going away. 
So all that's going to remain towards every member in Christianity is going to be love, and the civil war in Christianity will be over quickly because our love will get so strong and we'll begin working with all the 12 tribes of Christianity, not just within Judah, not just within Red Letter Ministries, and it's going to get so sweet. <clears throat> love has become the greatest, but you can't love demons. And you can't love principalities. So we've been at war for so long. Mm -hmm. The war is coming to an end for the holy people of God. It's true. It's coming to an end very quickly. Not for those in the world, but for those set apart in the kingdom. We'll have peace during this time. We'll have prosperity during this time. It's the time of Joseph, Joseph where he was gathering so much grain for the world. I mean, that's how I see this time. There is just an abundance of, of Joseph during this time. And it will heal him and his brothers. It will bring them together. Aww. Wow. I wanted so much glory in what you were saying. We're going to heal all the tribes back together. The whole body. There will be famine for Cain. Yeah. But there will be absolute healing, blessing, and prosperity for Christ. The mind of Christ will prosper. The mind of Christ has always been persecuted for 2,000 years. It's never been honored in the world. Nero Caesar killed a million people that were going after the mind of Christ. A million. They sold him into slavery. They crucified him everywhere they went. It was illegal for hundreds of years to, to go after the mind of Christ. This is truly the first time in Christianity, in the world, where the mind of Christ will take over and the mind of Cain will be like the animal Nebuchadnezzar crawling on its belly and eating grass in absolute madness. That's how it's going to go down these next several years. These are the best of times for the mind of Christ and the worst of times for the flesh mind of Cain. Amen. And in fact, it says in Revelations... I'll make the whore of Babylon drink the cup which she made my people drink. Mm. That's the judgment. But see, our cup comes from love. And that's the bitterest water for, for the whore of Babylon is to have to drink the divine love, which they've completely rejected. Oh, a couple comments here. Uh, thanks for tipping your cosmic bartender, Blair. He says... Pirates for Jesus. It's so true. It's <laughs> so cool. <laughs> yeah, we're literally, we got the pirate ship, you know. <laughs> we're, whoa. We're in deep space. <laughs> deep space pirates. <laughs> um, someone else said, Muddy Falcon says, I want monatomic gold. Stage two. <laughs> <laughs> We're working on it. We're getting our old laboratory and our doctor back from Kansas City. We're getting bids on making our architect blueprint, our best stuff that we used to sell as, like, you know, vitamins, as monatomic gold and... Uh, Nervous system Ar vitamins. So your, your electric conduction is... Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's going to be good. We'll, we'll get frankincense. We're going to get our Red Letter Ministries frankincense in our store, and we're going to get... Uh, blueprint, architect blueprint, 
back in the store. We'll have those soon. I'm technically considered a Young Living distributor, so that's super easy. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to use Young Living. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, it's a no, we're going to have our own Red Letter Ministries brand frankincense. Ooh. <laughs> Fancy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. That's so cool. Really. Burn our souls up every layer with your love. It's the most profound revelation today I've probably ever, ever received because you know we go from glory to glory. So the revelation is always meatier. That's what our food is, our daily bread. Jesus called it daily bread, which is eating the bread that's come down, the Word of God the Father. And the Word of God the Father of me today was the sun will now shine with the glory of of the sun and heal everyone's souls from the light of Cain. And he showed me the 33 years of Jesus, like 33 rings of a tree, because all men are trees and Jesus is the tree of life. And Satan is the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, clearly written in the scripture. So that the tree of life and its 33 rings, because that was Jesus' natural age when he ascended into heaven. Okay. Jesus Christ was 33 when he ascended to heaven. That was his natural age. That's how much natural light he absorbed from the sun into his flesh. So it's, it's a spiritual and a natural work. He's fully God, fully man. Okay, he came in the flesh. Otherwise, there's no salvation for our souls and we're still cursed. But it's real because it was natural. Jesus Christ died, naturally poured out his natural blood in the earth so that we can be healed back into what naturally Adam and Eve were on earth without any curse in us. And that's where we're going, the full healing of our bones, our blood, and most importantly, our minds. Because what good is it being healthy if you're completely insane in your brain? I mean, you know, there's no point. You have to have mental health in order to enjoy anything on earth. And mental health comes with the fullness of Jesus' light through the light of the sun. And that's what heals your brain, because your brain reflects both glory light and natural light. The function of the brain is to conduct the spiritual realm into the natural realm. This is a filter right here from the spirit realm into the natural realm. That's why God created us with brains. Now, the brain without the glory realm is just a mark of Cain. It's a carnal mind. But the brain with the glory realm has the full capabilities of shining like the sun in all of its strength at midday. That was Jesus in the perfect mind of Christ on the mountain of transfiguration with his whole soul full of all the Father's glory and all the light of the sun burning through all flesh on earth. Mm -hmm. And that's how our healthy souls will look. Our brains, fully spiritual and fully natural. In Jesus' name. So, it's the healing of creation with the mind of Christ. It's the healing of the earth and all the souls of the earth being set free from the mind of Cain. The mind of Satan. Well, I just had this prophetic picture it's kind of like the days of like Christopher Columbus when he found the new lands or, you know, we don't have to get all politically correct about it. Like, let's call it what it is. Christopher Columbus discovered 
you know, the Americas. <laughs> like, <laughs> but that's what's going on here. We've like gone forth and journeyed in the spirit into new realms. Realms that have always been there since Jesus took the cross. They've been redeemed and reopened since he took the cross. But no one ever went far enough off the earth. They thought that they thought the seas ended and he just fell into the abyss. <laughs> but we took our pirate ship and we sailed all the way. And he did it like ten years ago and he's been crying in the wilderness for ten years for people to come come with him. And I know many of you have been along on that ride. But now's the time where we settle in the new land. Oh, where we settle in our new spiritual inheritance and we live and breathe out of those lands and establish the new kingdom, the new heaven and new earth, which is being formed in this planet as well. Oh, I had a picture today. We've been talking about the water, right? Well, what charges up water? When water falls, when water moves, it has a current. And that current is captured to create electricity. And the water is falling because the glory is falling. And we are, we are tapping into that current system. We are tapping into the spiritual power that's been made available by the moving waters. And allowing our flesh to be charged with the glory of God. That we may go from our kingdom into our stardom shine as bright as the stars of the sky the Lord pointed at the stars and said as you see the stars in the sky so shall your inheritance be we are the inheritance of Abraham and he and he <laughs> He pointed at the sand in the water and said, so as you see, so shall be your inheritance. It was always the waters and the stars. Uh, We live in the water and we live in the stars. Uh, It's been foreordained from the beginning of time. Holy. So come aboard. Come aboard the pirate ship. We make trips every day. Oh my God. Whoa. And we move at light speed so we can get you there quickly. Because we know the lands that are there. I mean, sure, there's some some uh, brute tribes on the way. that uh, <laughs> We don't even look at them. They don't even bother us because they can't even touch our light. <laughs> it's just... Wow. <clears throat> well, we are the first nation. <laughs> it's like a giant being affected by an ant. Wow, I was just seeing visions of Israel taking the promised land and kicking out the other things and other things that were in there. It's like demonic things in your promised land Mm -hmm. that are being expelled right now as we go forward as a company. Yep. We're going to clear out all of this territory and have peace on earth. And there will be a water wall around us that everything that tries to approach us that lives in this water city called the Tabernacle of David will get sanctified and washed in living water, in glory water, in ecstasy. 
And all you gotta do is boldly approach the water temple of Ezekiel 47 and the water priests, the water apostles in the temple, and you'll be perfectly sanctified as Jesus Christ. Amen. The throne of Jesus Christ has been carried by kings and apostles for 2,000 years and prophets. For 2,000 years. The very throne of God has been with men and women, the most sanctified men and women, for 2,000 years in every generation. There's been sanctified holy men and holy women that have carried the throne of God on earth. And in this generation, this capstone generation, we're going to have the full architect blueprint of the new covenant as a city that God has prepared for us on earth as it is in heaven. The new Jerusalem will be fully built in the invisible world by the invisible Holy Spirit living waters through visible souls living stones. (coughs) And people will live in that kingdom reality fully with their minds renewed and everyone will know their part in the city of God on earth by the thousands and by the tens of thousands and as more and more people come together in the water city the city of David, the new Jerusalem and the water temple and the living water and they drink and they're washed and they drink and the the scriptures just leap in their hearts and they just get totally glorified everything they've known in their brains becomes physically manifest through their hearts in the living water and it will just cause global revival we just needed this much of the river of life to cause the Word of God to be made flesh and to dwell around us like a city made of living stones, fully renewed minds by the Word and the water. In Jesus' name. Yep, there's a time not too far off that the, the parable is kind of like, hey, those of us who go online today and we shop online in the cloud and we order something and... You know, in a day or two, it arrives at our door, you know, ships right to us. But we're developing commerce with the kingdom of heaven, and we're opening the pathway for the trade ships to come so that when we pray forth something, that literally the manifesting power of it comes forth quickly, within minutes or less. It travels at the speed of light. That's entering the full inheritance of the kingdom of heaven. This is what happens in heaven all day long. You the think speed something. Of the, river. the speed of the, the river. river. And so we're opening that up. Perfect time. More and more. Healings that will come forth. Radical, radical healings. Radical resurrection power. I mean that's how death itself will be defeated because we just order <laughs> we just order the, the the parts from heaven right away. We order the electricity of God to come forth and it just flows so full with the life. And then soon it won't even, everything will be completely immersed in glory. We will birth things in the glory realm that are so amazing. It will come forth by faith. That substance that you were talking about abusing earlier. Oh, yeah. Yeah, literally. This is where we're headed. The knowledge of the glory of the Lord shall cover the face of the earth as the waters cover the sea. That's a lot of glory. A lot more than we have right now, let me tell you. The knowledge of it. Literally manifesting and terraforming the earth. We're terraformers. It's the brainwashing. Because the knowledge is the brain. And so it's knowledge of the water. 
people think you're crazy when you talk about the living water feeling like drugs. But that's the entry-level knowledge of the glory. It's your brain tapping into the river. And so many people's brains will come into the river and have the knowledge of the river, the knowledge of the glory, that it will cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. It's the sacrifice of the Cain brain for the river mind will cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. It's speaking of a, of a time, and this is that time, prophesied thousands of years ago, when everyone's souls will actually respond to the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit will take over the soul dimension with living waters, with the rivers of Eden. Amen. And it's begun in us. And people that have been looking for this will find the promised land. The promised land is having your whole brain constantly washed in the rivers of the Garden of Eden on earth. And we're already living in it for years. For years. <laughs> and so more and more people will come in, they'll start feeling it, and they'll understand it, and there'll be such a revelation that they, it can be sustainable. The revelation is what keeps the brain in the waters. Like, here's what's going on. Here's why you feel that way. And it'll be so crystal clear and perfectly taught from experience that everyone can come into the fullness yeah. of the New Jerusalem and the Garden of Eden through their flesh constantly on earth. <laughs> That's the knowledge of the glory. <laughs> brains underwater and you can test it too I'll test it every day what's the water like today how's the living water and I'll just make a barrel and I'll drink it and if there's a yawn if there's a yawning that's sand and that's air and that'll come out and you drink until all the sand and air of the curse is gone oh. until your whole soul is underwater that's so good <laughs> What about coughing and farting? Yep, that's deliverance too. You'll have, you drink yourself perfectly sanctified. We've seen it all, you guys. You have no idea. I mean, we've had this water temple going on here for so long. People will come into our house eight years ago and immediately burp continuously. They'll burp. They'll, I mean, like literally be frogs pouring out their mouth, evil spirits pouring out their mouth. Continuous farting, people instantly throwing up upon stepping foot in their house. Lately, the glory is so strong that every person has to ask our permission before even approaching the front door. It's true. The, the angelic, then the sentinels that stand at our house won't even let anyone approach until they physically talk to me. I can't even get door dashed to my door every single time unless I talk to them and text them. It's like, it's okay to come to the door. It's okay. You can come. And they're just so freaked out by the glory and their souls are hit so hard they can't even walk the 20 steps to my front door. This has been going on for months now, but it's, it's the most severe it's ever been. People can't come to Joel's bar. They'll sit in the car outside. Be like, I can't even get out of the car because the angelic realm is so high here, I feel like I might die. That's what we're doing. That's the level we're walking in through the last few weeks. And it keeps getting stronger because you know what it is? It's the law of love. It's the law of love that we're establishing as the head of the body of Christ, 
as the priests, the, the apostolic water priests of the Ezekiel 47 temple, the third temple, the invisible temple. We're establishing it, and we're establishing it as the law of love, and it's enforced now with our waters through all flesh because we sincerely and perfectly love everyone even though it's still mostly misunderstood. Because the unrenewed mind can't comprehend the things of the Spirit, not even one little bit, the Bible says. But just because you can't understand divine love because you're stuck in human love, doesn't mean it's not still in force. You won't be able to get out of your car. You won't be able to approach the house. That law is still there in the spirit and can't be broken by any demon, any fallen angel, or any principality, no matter how right you think you are in your carnal mind. Mm -hmm. It's absolute sovereignty when you start walking in the love of the Father in reality. And that's what we're walking in. And it's being enforced celestially, it's being enforced terrestrially, it's being enforced angelically, it's been enforced in fire, it's being enforced in water. And the, the force of love will become so strong that everyone will begin obeying the law of love. Because that's how this world was created in the beginning. To love one another as Christ loves you. And that law has been broken. And all these other natural laws have taken its place. And they're okay. Do not kill your neighbor, okay, Moses. You know, but how about this? Love each other from your heart. Very few people love each other from the heart and don't get jealous of other people and are not at strife with people. You deal with it continuously, and the more glory you walk in, the more people will manifest on you their junk. And it requires you to receive more of the Father's love to heal your wounds from being continuously sinned against by hurting fallen people in this world. That's why so few go this deep, because you're, you're murdered constantly. The mind of the flesh murders the mind of the spirit. That's the only thing it knows how to do. And that's what you're programmed with naturally from birth to react to the mind of Christ negatively. It's a brand new brainwashing and programming of the Word of God and the Holy Spirit that program our hearts, our DNA, our RNA, and our minds of how to react positively to love and not manifest pride. Mm -hmm. And we're still learning it as leaders. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. Glory. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Us first. You know, we can't bring any kind of standard if we haven't been put to the fire first. The leaders are all like characters in the house of David. Because this is the tabernacle of David. And listen, it is so fun to play out this divine comedy. And it's not a tragedy anymore because it's the new covenant. We're writing Bathsheba's wrongs, we're writing Uriah's wrongs, we're writing David's wrongs, we're writing all the wrongs of the tabernacle in the house of David. And we're going to establish it in the perfection of the new covenant. And every single one of you has a role in the tabernacle of David. A huge role. Especially you that are here right now before it gets really, really wild. And everyone will come in and... and see, we don't have a grid for this level of success because we've never seen it before. But I'm talking about all the wisdom of the ages, all the celebration, all the, all the things of the victories of all the men and women of the Bible fully manifest in the perfection of Christ's victory. 
at a hundredfold glory level of love that is so perfect and so profound that every angel has been preparing for it in heaven for thousands right. of years, coming forth right now. Mm-hmm. And, and so we don't even have a grid for what God's about to do in our day. <laughs> even if I told you, you wouldn't believe me. That's scripture. That's written in the Bible. And he's able to do exceedingly abundantly beyond all you expect, imagine, or pray for by that dunamis power that works within you, the Bible says. You're about to see the perfection of the new covenant at a society-wide level. And as it comes forth at a, as a whole city, mm-hmm. then you will know what the tabernacle of David is, the new Jerusalem, and you'll play your part in it in the fullness of the glory of God. It'll be all-consuming inside. This is what Jesus Christ said, that your joy may be perfect, complete, and overflowing. He says it in the scriptures, I have come so that your joy would be complete, perfect, and overflowing. This is the city where your joy, your job, your family, every relationship, your finances, your health are perfect and overflowing. That's what comes forth now in this blueprint, and it's written in the scriptures, and it's being fulfilled in your hearing. Because mm. you hear it, we're walking in a measure of it as leaders, but it's, it can't just be, it has to be everyone. Everyone will hear it and come into it, and the whole city comes together like glue. Because you have a destiny that's part of this city on earth as it is in heaven. And instead of being jealous of me, are jealous of someone else, it's like, holy crap, let me walk in, and then boom, the fullness of joy manifests in your heart. And you deal with that because the pioneers open this thing up and people don't know what's available for themselves. And so that's the main thing we've been dealing with for years is jealousy, envy, and strife. Because you don't know that you have a huge part in this city also, and it's not just the Loises and the Clarks and the Joshuas and the Calebs. The, it's not just... Listen, pioneering stuff, look at how they treated Joshua and Caleb. I mean, they thought they were crazy. They made them suffer 40 more years in the wilderness. They tried to kill Joshua and Caleb Caleb, with their unbelief, but Joshua and Caleb clung to the grapes of the promises. They clung to the wine. They clung to the grapes of the promised land. They did, and they made it. Even though they were in their old age, he was in his 80s. But his youth was like a young man because his faith stayed strong as everyone that was an unbeliever died in the wilderness. God killed off their unbelief, but their faith made their bones and their flesh physically strong. I believe Joshua was 83 years old, the Bible says. 83. And he was wielding the sword and stronger than the young men that were teenagers. Scripture actually says that. Kicking butt. God will strengthen you if you cling to the wine of the promised land. If you eat those grapes of the Garden of Eden and you don't grow weary in your well-doing. Don't grow weary. I see so many people who have stopped walking with us because we went into realms they couldn't enter. They grew weary. They couldn't go any further. You can't look back. Listen, Scripture forbids going back or looking back or settling for complacent satisfaction. They're settling in realms that are not promised land realms. The promised land is being fully fortified in this love glory inside the city of New Jerusalem. 
and drinking from the water temple and bringing sacrifice into the water temple, Ezekiel's temple remains forever, for eternity. Okay, And we're just getting started. We're building it. We're actually chosen by God, hand-selected for this time, predestined, foreordained, to build the Ezekiel water temple for the next thousand-year reign of Christ on earth. That's what you're hand-selected to do. That's what I'm hand-selected to do. That's the meaning of your life, to come together and establish the promised land of the new covenant on earth during this timeline. And people say, no, that's too crazy. Listen, it's too crazy not to and die in unbelief. That's what I see as crazy. That's the madness of unbelief. That's craziness. There's nothing crazy about faith. Faith is awesome, thrilling, fun, satisfying, energizing, and glorifying. We're talking about the faith of God so you can see as God sees and have the blueprint and the vision of God the Father himself for this time and how it all comes together. And we have that vision. We do. And we share it with you with every word, every day out of our mouths for years and years and years. And few people believe. It's like Noah we're telling you guys we're building an ark and it's going to rain and it's going to be all about the living water. Oh, no, there will always be sand. There will always be air. There will always be buildings made by human hands. There will always be church systems. There will always be the arm of flesh and man's control in the earth. Oh, those days are over. They're already over. You already see the madness of those that are kicking against the pricks that are fighting the mind of Christ and the blueprint of building the water city and the water temple. They're getting worse and worse out there. It's turning into total chaos for everyone that rejects Christ. But it's totally, to, it's totally turning into glory and bliss and prosperity for everyone who receives Christ and lets him finish his work in you. The author and finisher, don't, let, don't stop him midway through the process and let part of your mind and then just be chopped in half between Babylon and the kingdom of heaven on earth torn into pieces. People are torn into pieces because they're not all into the living water and what God the Father is doing during this time. That's why people, and people are being pulled into Babylon or pulled into the kingdom. Very few have actually been pulled into the city of New Jerusalem. Very, it's mostly prophets and apostles that are like totally advanced. And I say that in all humility, but they're super, super advanced in prophetics and apostolics at a futuristic eighth-day level. And it's true, because even the leaders in the charismatic church that have apostolic and prophetic giftings in their life are absolutely clueless and totally blind to this eighth-day work that's coming forth now. I mean, they, they would murder this stuff. You put this stuff in front of their eyes, they'll say you're crazy. Very few of the church age people have transitioned into what God's doing now in the promised land. It's very hard for them because it's totally other. You can't use the old wineskin and the old wine in any part of this new wine and new wineskin of heaven on earth. It just it doesn't fit. It just it dies. It literally dies. And so they feel like you're attacking their Christianity when you're actually just bringing the new wine and the new wineskin that the old wine and the old wineskin can't even touch. It's a beautiful transition. So don't die with the old system. Don't be torn in half with the old system. It's so easy and light if you just be carried into all things new. And all it requires is humility, like a little child. 
humility, 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 flowing in the lower pool, flowing in the lower springs, and just being carried into realms of God's easiness and God's lightness that we know nothing about. And you stay teachable, you stay clay in the potter's hands, and you let him change you, transform you, do a new thing in you. And he's going to do all kinds of new, wonderful, glorious stuff. But the main thing is staying childlike because it's a brand new day. It's the day of the Lord. And the day of man, the day of man's control, that's what's kicking and screaming out there right now. That's the people freaking out every day listening to these messages. There's some people that are rejoicing in the promised land, and there's some people that are manifesting with weeping and gnashing of teeth at these promised land words every day. It's the dividing asunder of the sheep and the goats, the wheat and the tare, the wise and the foolish. It's who will enter eternal Sabbath day's rest in the city God has prepared for you and who will reject the water city and the water temple and live in man's old system of man's control in the mind of man, even the Christian mind of man. Because that's the main thing that opposes this new move is the Christian mind that's still in control in the brain instead of the river that's the true mind of Christ. It's a counterfeit mind of Christ that Jezebel deceives the nations with in false Christianity. There's a Christian false mind of Christ that works in the brain and not the spirit. And so when you ask them to bring their brain to the altar to sacrifice it as a beast, they'll literally kill you because what everything they think is good in their brain is actually the Antichrist, mm-hmm. which is the religious spirit, the abomination that causes division. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah, and I even had a vision of this, this uh, the apostolic charismatic church that has set up their own apostolic order by their own hands, by their own works. And God has even superseded that because the spirit of religion has killed the spirit of freedom and the move of God in the river that's coming forth in this time. And it was like out of the book of Acts when Peter (laughs) and some others were brought before the council of the Pharisees. And they all were ready to to kill them. The apostles of... (laughs) The, the apostles of Jesus Christ, they're ready to kill him. And only one stood up and said, you may find yourself opposing God. And if it's not from God, then God will handle it. Mm-hmm. And I, I see that same exact thing. I, I, I was before in the spirit. See, this is the thing. We know our authority. I was before this council in the spirit. And the entire charismatic council denied this move, except for one. All will deny it as a sign. But then later some will come in. Some will adopt it. But it's important to see how <laughs> we've, we've sacrificed all the opinions of men to give you your true spiritual inheritance. And even with all of that, <laughs> they still beat Peter <laughs> and the others <laughs> They couldn't let him go unscathed. They said, well, we won't kill you. We'll just beat you. And they and they went away joyfully bearing the marks. Yeah. We've been through a season of beatings. <laughs> that wasn't so bad. It just increased the glory every time they beat us. Yeah. Uh, 
Percy's on the payroll. Every curse turns into a blessing when you're in love. Totally. It doesn't matter how much the mark of Cain on their forehead hates you and their religious soul wars against you. It all turns into a blessing because God will raise a standard when you war against Satan and his angels in the mind of flesh. When you war against the throne of Satan inside the human brain, the place of the skull. Because you're coming with the cross. You're coming with the fullness of Jesus' blood sacrifice. And we're implementing it in such a way that will completely crucify the whole soul realm of humanity. And it has to be done in love. We had to be made perfect in love in order to implement the sacrifice of Golgotha into the skull of man. Because if there was any anger in us towards how they've treated us over the years, it wouldn't work because there'd still be mixture. I wouldn't have the legal right to sacrifice the soul of humanity with Christ's altar at Jerusalem. But because we've been made perfect in love, I can take the whole soul realm of humanity and slay it with Jesus perfectly in perfect love and heal the mind of man and dash the nations to pieces like pottery. Remove the clay from their spirit for their spirit to come out without the corruption of the fallen angels in the soul realm. And that's what's going to happen. The whole soul realm of mankind will have the curse reversed by those who've been perfected in love. The government of God is the government of love, enforcing the law of love, enforcing Jesus, especially his crucifixion at the place of the skull, Golgotha in Aramaic because it slays the pride. And when you slay the pride, and you do it perfectly in love, see, there hasn't been perfect love to be able to do this yet. That's why this has never happened before. And it takes a team, you can't do it individually. It's called the Principality of Cain. And you slay the mark of Cain, the mark of the beast, the Principality of Cain, by using the altar of Jerusalem in the spirit by faith, having been fully built up in love, to be as Jesus in this world and administer the cross right through humanity's soul and set them free from Satan and his angels. And then you pour that love of Jesus, his blood, his intoxicating rich red ruby blood into their souls, into their brains, and you heal the nations. That's what it's all about. Our covering is the healing of the nations, the covering of perfect love. There's no flesh in it. See, this isn't a covering of a man. You might see my physical appearance. You might see Nikolai's physical appearance, Penny's physical appearance. You might see Rebecca and Jake and Stephanie's physical appearance. And other le- But what's working is not the flesh of these leaders, but their spirit life. Their flesh is fully sacrificed daily. The priest offers himself at the temple first and then the sacrifices of others because we're living sacrifices. And when we're fully sacrificed for the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit's perfect love to pour forth through us, then we can sacrifice others' sins. And we're so thoroughly sacrificed that we can take the sins of the world and slay them at the altar of Golgotha with Jesus Christ. 
It's the ultimate demonstration of the new covenant that comes forth through the water apostles of what's available in Ezekiel's temple. It's the total removing of the sins of the world. And the sins of the world are simply pride in layers of our souls. False light, the knowledge of good and evil, in the layers, there's 33 layers of the soul of natural light. And we pour in the love of Jesus as glory light through every layer of everyone's soul, completely removing all the pride, all the lust that's in the world from everyone's souls. And that's the healing of the nations. And every day there'll be more and more love going through every layer of man's soul. And they'll react negatively. They'll say, I don't need the blood. I don't." And you, and you just keep washing them. You're washing away the animal curse, the mark of the beast, the days of Noah, where the nations all are caught up in the brain, the animal brain, the beast brain. And the people in the ark, the eight that are sanctified through water, representing the leaders of the ark, the leaders of the days of Noah, they will wash everyone with living water. And the whole carnal nature will fall off people's souls and they'll be completely free and there will be a rainbow through all their minds. Revelation 10.1, the angel that has the rainbow halo representing the mind of Christ. The rainbow of Noah's Ark is everyone in the mind of Jesus, the mind of love that has no bitterness in it, has no envy and strife in it. There's no jealousy in this mind. There's no comparisons in this mind. It's a mind that's fully satisfied on the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, overflowing with joy, overflowing with love. No comparison, no looking at self, no looking at others. You're too overwhelmed with the glory of God inside and outside to even do any activity or any behavior or have any other attitude other than the attitude that's of Christ. Amen. And that's all in the living water. And everyone getting sanctified sovereignly like it was in the days of Noah. Meaning it will rain the love of God through, from the sky. The sky is raining love right now. You are in the times of the rain of the days of Noah. It's true. Soon the whole world will be completely underwater and everyone washed. And riding on the water will be the very ark of the throne of God the Father and the Lamb. And it's like mother of pearl because it's the wealth of the sea, the throne of God the Father. And it will be the mothering and the fathering of all spirit life in the world perfectly in love. And that's how we usher in the day of the Lord. Amen. <laughs> For some of you, you've been wondering what's the best way to be a water priest right now. And I've even been doing this myself, which is sharing this message with more people around you. And not just necessarily, you know, people who are already Christians or people who are already open to the Word. No, this message is so easy and light, but also very revelatory, that it's, it's for everybody. You can send it to the hard... In fact, I would probably encourage you to send it to the hardest people you know because it will have the most effect. Like, it, it will slice through... Look, it's either going to, like, completely torment them <laughs> or it's going to completely set them free. And even if it torments them, I can't tell you how many times we have people who come into the group and they're like, I totally 
rejected your message the first time I heard it, but, you know, it hit me again, and I've been thinking about it nonstop, and just how, et cetera, et cetera, right? Like, this happens all the time. So share it with your friends and family and your coworkers. Like, share it with those people. Like, you know, we've got messages out there that are like how to, how to get drunk in the glory of God, right? Little primer messages. Send those to people who you know have addiction problems, right? Or that you want, like, hey, I found this on the internet. Check it out, you know? Like, message them directly. You know, take the extra time to actually message people. I messaged a guy, like, three days ago who had, like, 10,000 Facebook followers. I don't know how he was on my list. He wasn't even friends with me, but I'm like, you know what? I'm going to send him an episode of Joel's Bar anyway because I felt like he was ready. And he, he responded within, like, a day. Like, that's favor, like, that message was totally hidden, you know, like, that doesn't go right to his inbox. But he came back and was like, yeah, man, I'm going to check this out. This looks good. And it's like, that's favor, you know. So send it to someone, like, just just go wild with it. Have fun with it. Water evangelism. Mm-hmm. But if you go on, like, if you, I don't know, some of you millennial types like me, if you like, like, Reddit or, or forums or other places, other communities, share a link and start a discussion around it. Just be open-minded. Don't be like... You know, let the water do its own work, but just be like, what do you guys think of this? You know, and get the word out about the message and uh, spread it all over. And it'll do its own harvest. These waters come right from the throne of God. Revelation 22.1. And these waters run through the Garden of Eden. They run through the city in heaven. And they'll run through the cities of earth. And this is the true final evangelism of the world that drowns the world with glory. Knowledge of the water glory covers the earth as the waters cover the sea. So this is the upgrade in everything you think you know about the fivefold. We call it seventh level revelation, the perfection of the Father that comes forth in this hour. So even if we had one, two, three levels into understanding the fivefold, there's still deeper depths of the glory, deeper depths of joy glory, peace glory, love glory, until we have the final blueprint of knowing the Father face to face and ministering before His throne and bringing the administration of God the Father through our hearts and minds into the earth and sharing the deepest depths of the Father's heart with everyone. And it comes forth just like this in water evangelism, water teaching, water pastoring, water prophets, and water apostles. It's the fulfillment of the new covenant and the fivefold remains until we're perfected in the unity of the faith. That happens through the tabernacle of David, the city of David, the New Jerusalem, which hasn't happened at all yet. I mean, this is the very first beginnings of the city that perfects our faith in unity. So the fivefold will be in the maximum measure of all time as we go into the deepest depths of administration of God the Father's living water on earth without any mixture no contaminants there'll be no self in these waters they're always crystal clear and sparkling and it'll be it'll stick out like a sore thumb if someone's waters have some poison in them oh i see what you did there you put a little selfishness in you put a little pride in you put a little lust in and it'll be like how they have that dye in swimming pools if you pee in the pool it'll turn red or something remember that it'd be and that's not to embarrass anyone that's just how clear the water is, and that's why people are reluctant to come into crystal clear living waters, because every little <laughs> thing in you that's sin is like, 
a thousandfold magnified. So it, that's why the water goes out of the city and washes the nations, so that when the animal nature approach, approaches, the carnal mind, the mark of Cain approaches, it can start drinking and get all of the really horrible stuff out at a distance until you're ready to pass through the gates to be perfectly sanctified and live in the hundredfold perfection of crystal clear within the city. So these waters will continue to flow outward to the north, the south, the east, and the west from the new Jerusalem on earth. And everyone in the world can drink and actually already is drinking. Let everything that has breath drink the Lord. Because that's what they're doing. Every time you breathe, you're drinking. Amen. <laughs> breathing and drinking are the same exact thing until you can start breathing and drinking through your feet, through your knees, through your bones, through your brain. You can drink through your ears, you're drinking through your belly, you're drinking through your heart. And your whole touch gate is so sensitive to the Holy Spirit that you're drinking through every cell of your being, head to toes. And that's when you're fully sanctified and sensitive and tenderized and softened to the Holy Spirit perfectly. And the living waters sensitize you and deharden you from everything that's in the world, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. And the more and more you drink, and the more and more you receive the Holy Spirit and the Word mm. from the water priests, from the water apostles that have the blueprint, their administration comes out of God the Father's throne. Not just talking the talk, but literally having the full substance of the Word of God felt. And you can feel it. You know when their words are full of liquid glory, liquid love. It's a totally different thing. It's like, man, that feels like pleasure. Those words feel like crack cocaine. People tell me often that they'll feel stimulation. They'll feel like literally pleasure on a level that they could compare it to drugs, alcohol, and sexual immorality. They say it every day to me. It's because the glory of God is a superior pleasure. The word of God from the water temple in heaven on earth, in the garden of Eden established back on earth, is so far superior to the pleasures of sin that people have no grid for it other than to compare it to drugs and alcohol and sex. And it's important that you compare that to drugs, alcohol, and sex, because that's why you have Song of Solomon, and that's why you have new wine, because that's the only grid we have as human beings coming out of the curse. Mm -hmm. And that's why God works with us where we are, and we have such graphic stuff in the Bible to pull us out of the curse. And you can still use that graphic language, and it'll just get so super sanctified. You're not swearing when you're sanctified in the living water. You can't curse in the living water. You just come right out of living water and go back into the dry place. You'll find, you'll, you can say this verse, to the pure all things are pure, but to the defiled all things are fouled. To those in the dry place everything is accursed, but to those underwater everything is constantly washed and sanctified. And there's no curse underwater, there's no curse in the river of life. As long as it's moving and you're going deeper towards the Father's heart, and you're making progress going from one degree of glory to a greater degree of glory, there is so much grace to get all the little misunderstandings, all the little lusts and pride out of your heart. And I mean, I actually really enjoy seeing children grow up. I love when people are talking about kicking Jezebel through the goalposts and graphic sexual language and tearing her to pieces. I enjoy that because it's really in the Bible. I mean, the dogs just ate her. They ate. I mean, you, they ate her vagina, didn't they? <laughs> the only thing they didn't eat was her head and her hand. They literally ate her butt, they ate her vagina, they ate her stomach, they ate her breasts. They did, in the Bible, Jezebel the witch. 
You know? So that language is clearly written in the Bible. As long as we're not religious, we can actually see that graphicness of God in his judgments and also in his mercies in Song of Solomon, but also with Jezebel. So God is a very explicit and graphic and emotional being. You know, the fruits of the Holy Spirit are his emotions. And he's got a lot of really intense emotions towards the enemies of our soul in the scripture, even in Revelation. I will come and strike that woman dead, Jezebel. In the book of Revelation, he's talking about killing people. There are death threats in the 66th and last book of the Bible. Come on, Jesus. I thought you finished it all on the cross. Shouldn't we just love our enemies? There's no love towards demons. We still don't get it. There's no love towards principalities. Jesus is giving death threats to principalities in the book of Revelation in about 95 AD. Apostle Paul's already dead. And here he comes, Jesus, and he's telling John on Patmos after they tried to chop his head off, boil him in oil, and now he's exiled, no, exiled to Patmos. They say he was 93 years old or something. And he's tell, and here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to kill people. It's like, come on, Jesus, calm down. Shouldn't we just love Nero? Shouldn't we just love the Caesars? That's not being Christian, Lord Jesus. <laughs> we shouldn't kill people, but that's not what Jesus said. I'm going to kill Jezebel. I'm going to kill the principalities. I'm going to slaughter the whore of Babylon. I'm going to put the beast, the false prophet, and the red dragon. I'm going to throw them alive into the lake of fire. He's pissed. He's clearly angry and he's muttering death threats at the things that are destroying his seven golden lampstands in the earth. He's a very passionate warring king. There's so much of Jesus that we don't know about yet because we haven't drunk the living water. When we begin to drink the living water, we'll have his same emotions. There is a wrath towards Jezebel. There is a wrath towards the frog false prophet. There is a wrath towards the pride of the red dragon. There is a wrath towards the covetousness and the greed of the beast. There is a wrath, but the wrath is love itself. It's the enforcement of Jesus' love through the human soul that slaughters the principalities of Satan and his angels. And we haven't seen very much of it yet because we've been tempted by evil spirits to calm our love down and to not go full wrath of the Lamb in our love, to not actually bring the seven bulls, the seven trumpets, to not actually bring the judgments of love. But there is no greater judgment than divine love, and the enforcement of the law of love is what establishes the city of David on earth. David was so bloody that he couldn't build the temple, but how many of y'all know he built the temple in the Spirit? He was operating out of the Spirit. He was operating out of the eighth day. He was operating as the Ancient of Days. He was operating out of time. Your throne will remain forever, David, it is written. I'm telling you, David has a huge part in every single thing that's taking place right now on earth. Because this is the city of David, the New Jerusalem, the tabernacle of David. And there will be war by the waters of love against the enemies of Christ. See, our warfare is turning our swords into plowshares and learning how to sow the Garden of Eden. There is no greater judgment than sowing the Garden of Eden into people's souls. If a person is an angry person, you sow the soil and the grass of Eden into their brain, they will go freaking crazy. They'll crawl on their belly like Nebuchadnezzar and eat grass. Because that's the most severe judgment, is sowing the third heaven, the Garden of Eden realm, of perfect love, perfect peace into people that are totally carnally minded. 
And that's the judgments that are upon the world, the judgments of the Garden of Eden. How dare God threaten us with heaven on earth and to remove all of our pride, all of our lust, all our religiousness? How dare God change us because I'm good in my own eyes and we get offended by everything God does until we finally realize it's for our benefit that everything God does towards us in past, present, and future has been out of perfect love and we fall in love with His nature and His character attributes and His ways become our ways and that's really where we're entering, the place of maturity that even though it seemed really weird, the things God did to us, why did you have that happen to me? When our minds clear up and we understand His ways, then we fall in love with his maturity and we mature out of throwing temper tantrums and always protesting the ways of God because it doesn't make any sense to my unrenewed mind I don't have that much faith it's too scary I'm so scared I'm so scared I can't give up I can't lose control and then it's like whoa losing control benefits me so tremendously why didn't I do this before because we were immature before because we didn't actually know him now we're going to know Him, and we're going to praise His ways, we're going to praise His judgments, we're going to praise His Word, we're going to praise His water, we're going to praise His Spirit, we're going to praise His Son, Jesus, we're going to praise each other. A righteous woman and a wise woman is to be praised, Proverbs 31. We're going to praise the Bride of Christ, we're going to praise the sons of God, they're going to be perfect honor and love towards one another. We're going to have unity when we finally fall in love with the Father. It's all about the Father. And that's the blockage most of us have because the Father's the disciplinarian and we don't like our pride punished because we're right in our own eyes. But when our pride's punished, it bears forth the harvest of righteousness through our souls. Hebrews 13. No one likes discipline when it happens. Later on, it produces a harvest of righteousness when we mature through God's discipline. And His discipline is perfect love administered angelically into our souls. The trials and the tribulations and the testings turn into just wonderfully walking with the Father in the coolness of the day. It doesn't have to be a test. The test is because we're prideful. If we go lower in humility, it becomes holding hands with the Father. And it becomes fun and childlike and it becomes freedom. We don't need to have such a hard time every day. We can walk with our Father underwater. We can walk with Him. We can know Him. We can talk with Him. We can love Him. We can receive His love. We can be one with Him. And this can get really, really easy, and it's going to, as we fall in love with His mature ways. Amen. Yeah, and some of you have found yourselves in this place of just being stuck because you're wondering what the will of God is for your life. Well, the will of God out of Thessalonians is to rejoice always, to pray without ceasing, and to give thanks in all circumstances. So it's not so much about what you do, it's about what you're doing is brought under the water. Because anything that you're, any situation you're in, you can bring those attributes to it. You can be in a you can be in solitary confinement in prison and still have joy and thanksgiving and prayer. Those things can't be taken from you. And in fact, the apostles lived that out to the point where it caused earthquakes to bring their freedom. The power of God made manifest. So let's position our hearts for the water work. 
Let's position our hearts to release the waters wherever we are. And to help you step into the will of God for your life. By fulfilling the single command. The command of love. The law of love. Right from the throne of heaven. And to bring it with you in all the places of the earth. And right now I pray for those of you who are listening to the sound of my voice that the command and law of love would be placed upon your hearts, would be placed within your dreams, visions, impressions, emotions, and that you'd be stirred up into action for the sake of love. Mm. Wow. <coughs> I just saw Saul die, <coughs> and the Lord says, Understand, when Saul died, all the people were instantly transferred mm. to David. Mm. That's all the covenant Christian people in the world. Mm -hmm. There's a time coming where everyone will be transferred into the glory water city. Saul is going to die very, very soon, and there will be no other expression of Christianity other than the living water in the water temple and living underwater in the water city, the new Jerusalem, in the fullness of the glory of God. Wow, that encourages me because I've always gone after and tried to build up our people and strengthen them to be so strong and stronger than the warlocks and stronger than the witches. And it's been hard because of so much religion in people's souls, but God just said, when, when the principality of Saul, the religious spirit in Christianity dies, and it will die, they'll all be transferred into this expression of Christianity. It's the hundredfold glory realm of divine love, the promised land. They'll be transferred into the promised land. They'll be so happy. So we've dealt with a lot of the leaders that hate this promised land because they won't let their people go. They keep them in Egypt. They keep them in religion. They keep them capped. Don't go any further. Don't cross the Jordan. Don't enter Zion. Don't stand around the ark, in the open ark worship. Don't go up Zion. Here's what you got to do. Here's rules and regulations. A mixture of religion. Little fly leaven, you know, ruins the perfume. Little leaven leavens the whole lump. The seed of the Pharisees has been everywhere. Find a church that doesn't have the seed of the Pharisees in it. It don't exist except in heaven. It don't exist. But in the blueprint we're bringing in the living water, there is no seed of Herod and there is no seed of the Pharisees. But it can only come through the blueprint of the scriptures by the power of the Holy Spirit in the river of life. <laughs> and it has to be built by the last day apostles, hand-selected, the manifesting sons of God. It will become crystal clear to everyone's mind what we've been doing this entire time. And people will enter the city of David rejoicing, giving thanks to the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit that He has prepared a city for us on earth as it is in heaven. <laughs> The praise, the, the renaissance, the music, the media, the business, the trading will be so Solomonic through every level of society, the commerce, the industry. It will completely transfigure the world in a blink of an eye.
and the power of the living water. When this blueprint is made your reality and the veil is torn off your faces and your souls burned with the glory of God and you see what I'm seeing and it's made your reality, this will go completely viral through all souls renewed on earth as it is in heaven. And God wants a new, wor a new world. He wants a new earth. Peter talks about a new earth where righteousness dwells. And righteousness is the law of love. It's the original design of Jesus Christ for Adam and Eve in the garden. Imagine all civilization living in the law of love of the original design of the glory of the rivers of Adam and Eve's garden in the beginning. You are moments away from that reality worldwide. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> It's important that the praise and worship and the music, there won't be any religion in it. There can't be. Where there's living water, there could be no seed of the Herod, the no seed of the Pharisees. So all the music that comes out of the heart, the springs of the heart, the springs of the waters of life, the wells of Eden springing up in your hearts, all the music, all the creativity, it's all glory. Don't even look for, is it right or wrong? Is it good or bad? Just let the spring flow. Just Amen. let it spring up. Let the water just gush out of you. Mm -hmm. Everything you create will be from the throne of God. Don't listen to anyone that tries to stop your living waters. They're just demon-possessed people. <laughs> Don't listen to these people. You're building the water city. You're part of the Renaissance. You're part of the new move of God. You're part of the new earth. You're already citizens of that city before it's fully established and you're pioneering it by letting your waters create new things in the earth it'll come forth in all music some of you will bring it forth in business and commerce and industry some of you bring it in media some of you bring it in everything in society bring it in the school systems bring it in the government bring it in the highways and the byways this is the fullness of the gospel of Jesus Christ the knowledge of the river of glory it's establishing for us, through our hearts and minds, a new earth where righteousness dwells. And it's washing away all the old, all the selfish, all the external fakeness. And it's cleansing and purifying everything for the Father's glory. In Jesus' name. Partner with us in that vision. Start supporting us as this message goes out and this ministry gets bigger. We have staff that we pay wages too. We have. We want to grow our staff. We'd like to get administrative offices. We'd like to move out of this house and have this house filled with interns. All of this takes finances. If you're getting blessed by this ministry, it's righteousness that you also give into this ministry. So this ministry can grow and reach more and more people. We've had many prophets come and say, no businessman's going to come into your crack house. It is disgusting. But they'll come into your administrative offices. You need an office building, Brandon. I've been told that by several prophets the last few months. This stuff takes major money to move and upgrade into offices, into stuff where people would feel more comfortable and being a part of Red Letter Ministries and doing business face-to-face. -face. And it will get so good. Partner with this vision. The Father will bless you beyond anything you can imagine as you partner with Red Letter Ministries at redletterman.com. We love you guys. Be blessed. 
We'll see you tomorrow. Amen. Glory. I just saw all my artwork up on our administrative wall.